And hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Girl No Taco Council podcast. I am your host, Ace. And I'm McMillian. And we're back for episode 10, everybody. We're going to hit double digits now. But as always, before we start the show, if you would like to be a part of the council and join us every week as we talk about all things anime and sometimes manga, then make sure you hit that subscribe button as well as follow us on our social media so you can stay up to date on all things about the council. And with that being said, council is now in session. Let the meeting begin. All right. Episode 10, double digits. How you feel? Oh, it's good. It's good. I knew we would get here. It's also just a really good day because all the animes that we're going to talk about had pretty good episodes this week. So Correct. Well, if you've been following us on social media, then you have known that we finally have our Winter 22 lineup, and it is as follows. We're going to be following the Demon Slayer Entertainment District arc, as well as Attack on Titan, the final season part two, and then the case study of Anita season one part two. Um, Yeah. And we know we talked about this a lot before, but is for whatever reason, there has been a trend in the, I guess you could say the animation studio committee community and whatnot going on. And they've been doing a lot of they've been breaking seasons up into parts a lot recently. Look, and I don't necessarily have an issue with that. I feel like um, it creates, you know, a a good thing and a bad thing. At, um, a little bit like, for instance, the bad thing is I you don't get to see how fully a story concludes within a season you know sometimes you might be left on a cliffhanger like we were for attack on titan but what i think the good thing comes from it is is that you're guaranteed for anime quality not to dip in between those breaks like you get a through line of our quality will stay the same throughout and we're not on like major crunch times because as much as MAPPA is doing right now, for instance, <laughs> if they didn't take breaks, somebody, like, there would be probably big gaps in probably their yeah. animation quality. And then I guess at least the one good thing that it is about breaks is you don't, it don't necessarily be as long as when you're waiting between breaks from season to season. So, yeah. And then, and not only that, but also, like, it gives you, an anime, uh, anime fan, anime watchers, more chance to go out and discover something new. Um, Correct. Granted, you probably do want that. Do want that uh, show to continue, but you know, <laughs> hey, nothing wrong with discovering a new uh, show. It is well. not. It is not. And there's, you know, it's, it's a few bangers here in the winter season that um, we'll be checking out as well during the season. But um, and there was also a few, some few bangers from last season that we're going to be discussing in a special episode coming in the near future. How mm-hmm. near? I don't know. Um, we're going to be wasting our time watching a bunch of animes, so you don't have to. All right. We're yeah. going <laughs> to possibly save you guys some time. Um, so we're going to do the heavy lifting for you. So it's going to take us a minute to, um, you know, watch a few of those animes. But, you know, we'll, we'll get there eventually. But anyways, so we're going to start up the episode today and we're going to start off with Attack on Titan simply because um, not much happened this episode, but it was. Some stuff, no, a lot of stuff did not necessarily a lot of stuff, but it was some stuff was, that did happen. It was eventful, but not like to the degree of probably what it was last week. But then again, Correct. last week we were get, we were coming off of a cliffhanger. We were legitimately Correct. coming off of a cliffhanger. So. Correct. So we pick up back on this episode, episode seventy-seven on the Attack on Titan, where we literally where we left off from last episode with um the gang in the dungeon, well prison dungeon, whatever you want to call it. I'm all talking about if they want to go help Aaron or not, which will lead me to my first question of the episode is, do we think or do we agree rather with Armin about Aaron's plot for everything? Do we think that he was truly doing this to help the city or his hometown rather? Or do we think he was just doing this of his own initiative, whether it be. He's going with the rumbling plan, or do you think he's actually trying to go with the euthanization plan? I think, based on okay, so I'm I'm gonna I'm be in the mind of Armin, um, right now, and I do think that you should, unless given like uh major reason, you should probably act in mind with the character that person has constantly shown you. And while this is a major switch up from Aaron. Armin knows that Aaron isn't a person that does something without cause. So I feel like with that being said, I do think that Aaron's he I don't think he's going to go along with uh with Zeke's thing, but I do think he has his own plans that are leading him to have to work with them because as we know, he can't use 
the coordinates power by himself. He has to have a royal to use it with, and luckily his brother is half royal blood. So I think with that, with keeping that in mind, I do think that the they're making probably the best decision with the information that they do have, and that's really the only one you can make in times like these. Like it's a it's the middle of the war. You you really can't be picky at this point. Like. <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, there's a lot of stuff going on. Like it's the middle of war, you gotta make decisions or or die, basically. So here we are. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, at least for me, when Armin was trying to make his case for Aaron, he had that little flashback from when at the end of season three, when um Aaron mentioned that if we kill all our enemies across the sea, we'll, we'll be free. Which got me thinking that, you know, a little bit what you just said, maybe Aaron is doing this to um for the rumbling plan, like maybe, like you say, he might just be using Zeke to mm-hmm. start the rumbling because you know he Zeke told him about everything that he could do with the rumbling, but then Zeke was like, you know, but this utilization plan, no, that we could do though. Because, like, my thing is, oh, and, uh, to piggyback off that scene that you talked about, he specifically ended that sentence with freedom and euthanization, euthanizing your whole population to where the point where they won't. Be any more Eldians doesn't sound like freedom. No, it's it, just it sounds like extinction to me. That's what yeah, it sounds like. Exactly, it is extinction. It, <laughs> there ain't no question about it. That is a fact. <laughs> so yeah, which probably makes me think that um, Aaron may be going. Like I said, he might actually have an ulterior motive. Like you said, just might be use, just using Zeke and Yelena to actually fulfill his own wishes and desires. Mm-hmm. But um, we'll have to see. Like I said last episode, at this point, I just want this motherfucker to. Make up his mind, let his actions be known because I'm tired of him. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just tired. We, we are along for the mystery in the ride right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just tired of Aaron. But, um, so yeah, the only other, so that was happening. Um, they're on their way out to help Aaron. But the other major thing that happened this episode was our boy Zeke is back in action in this episode. Yep. Um, I came through swinging, throwing came. rocks. Yeah, like like normal. Um, nothing new. You know, same old Zeke. Did not take him long at all to get to the city. Um, it was not a challenge at all for him to get back to the city. I mean, having having uh, was it to train Survey Corps as well as being a Titan? I don't think it would have given him any problems to get back. It was just it, it was so interesting to me is that Zeke's work has worked with the people he's now fighting, right? And yeah. he fell for that. Uh, that fake out death from uh, Peak? Is that her name? Is it just Peak, right? Peak, yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, this, see, this is what you get for assuming. You got your ass shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, snap. But yeah, but um, Zeke shows back up and to help out Aaron, of course, because as we left off last episode, my boy was getting whooped. Um. And I have a call currently. All right, sorry for that. Just had to make sure nothing was wrong, but we're good to go. Okay. Um. What, 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 what was that? So yes, Zeke is back. Um, to help out Aaron, because like like I said before, he when we left off last episode, my boy was getting whooped. Um, but like Billy said, he showed up slinging rocks like he normally does. Um, same old Zeke, and he took out all the airships in the process of his arrival. Which I thought. <laughs> so I was going to ask you, uh, if you were in one of those airships and you saw him come back, would you not just like, all right, guys, abandon? Sh-? <laughs> I mean, me personally, you know, I'm gonna send some shots his way. But as soon as about you know the first two get taken out, it's like, hey, chief, I. I think it's time to go and get up and out of here. You brave. If I if I, I look, if I see that, I'm getting the jetpack. I'm not the jetpack. I'm getting the parachute, the parachute. and getting the <laughs> and getting the fuck out. I, there are no doubts in my mind because I'm just like y'all. Look, y'all fought. We fought the good fight. All right. It's time. It's time to try our best to get out of the. The ship that's gonna crash. I mean, you guaranteed. you gotta send a few shots his way, and then get the fuck on no on down. I mean, I t- I'll take a gun. You know, <laughs> I'll take a gun. I'll see him on the, if I if I land on the ground. You know, he'll see he'll see me. I, 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 
Hey, or no, nah, once no, he won't see me. Once I got that blip, it's over with. <laughs> <laughs> that man not gonna be seeing me. <laughs> I listen, like you just said, we done seen what this man can do already. He not gonna be seeing me. I mean, I just thought that was so like, because I was just like, man, if I was in one of those airships at that, at that point, I'd just been like, all right, so it's been nice knowing you. It's been real. <laughs> it's been time, real. Time to get on out of time here. To, yep. All right, Captain, I'll holla at you. <laughs> yeah no i'll probably be right along with you as soon as he showed up like i said no i sent a few shots that it's, way but you know it ain't worth it it ain't worth it ain't but worth definitely it. plan b would, would have already been set in motion once i laid eyes on him <laughs> i would have been looking for the nearest parachute because <laughs> yeah. i'm not going out like that yeah, I, may, I, mean, I might die in this battle but that's not how i'm finna die i mean because it's crazy like when he was when he threw the rocks, he went it, it went through Reiner's armor titan and the jaw titan like it was like it wasn't shit. And so I'm just like, if you in an airship, you need to leave now. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, but um, so yeah, I mean, really not much to say about Attack on Titan except for what happens I mean, at the yeah, end, end, which. Which I mean, I kind of already spoiled just a bit, but like Zeke fell for Peak, uh, and the soldiers that were with her set up basically a trap, and Zeke assumed that oh damn somebody took her out. Well, that's a shame, and then immediately got hit with the anti Titan cannon that was on the back of Peak uh, was on Peak's back, and mm-hmm. right now we are. Well, I'm pretty sure he's not dead, but they kind of play it off like. He Something. could be dying though, because one that that was a fat ass cannon. Oh no, it was. I'm and not, two, he did get hit by the motherfucker. I'm not saying it is. I'm just saying like Zeke's death would have been like one of those ones they like slow mode or did something like damn. Well, well, no, because well that brings me to my next question slash theory that I wanted to talk about for next episode is: Do we think that Aaron is gonna eat? Zeke now at this point because it because it because if Zeke is dying Aaron still needs the no the blood of Arroyo's power so he'll have to the only other way to get that would be to eat him that you know that's a good point I guess but would that wouldn't that just activate the the king's promise though or would it not because I guess he's Cause I mean, cause you know he needs a no, person. No, I, I know what you're saying. It's just more of like, would that then make Aaron possibly a royal as well? And then would that activate, you know, the king? Yeah, promise? that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, if Aaron eats Zeke, that should activate the power, and he should have access to the Fountain Titan powers. I Ooh. mean, maybe it's it's a possibility. I just know he has to be in contact with them, and we don't know necessarily the parameters. Do they even have to be alive? Can they be dead? What are the things? I would assume it would not work if a man is dead, but then again, like we you said, we don't, we, don't, we don't know. We and ain't Titans. I ain't that, that, <laughs> that part. So, <laughs> a lot of questions. Like you said, I, does he have to be alive? Who knows? But then at the I same just, time, I just going by, you know, the principles and stuff of Titans. If if Zeke is of royal blood, and then Aaron eats him. Then now he has royal blood in him. So from that, going from by that but by that logic, he should be able to activate the Titans' powers. I mean, but if but also going by that logic, if he has the royal blood in him, then it would activate the King's Promise, which is the whole. What reason. King's Promise are you referring to now? Because you know I, the thing, I must have forgot. You know the you know the thing uh, where the King had made a promise that he would never that in all actuality, while he threatened the world with the rumbling, he actually can't use it because. It was, uh, for instance, um, Aaron's father went to talk to the coordinate family to be like, hey, y'all, please use the rumbling to save us from, uh, El- no, uh, damn, what is the other country called? Marley. And they were like, we can't. And remember the, 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 the people with the royal blood who had the coordinate, their eyes go that, like, shiny purple? I kind of remember what you're referring to. It's just it's just been a minute since it's, last it, season. It's, it, it's been a while, but basically they're bound because of what that what happened. Though they are bound to the promise that they cannot uh, actually activate the rumble. 
Mm, okay, but does that count for somebody? Has it been confirmed that Zeke is like a full blood royal or just half blood royal? He's half, might, he's half blood, but I'm not sure if that because it might work differently if he's half blood. I mean, we 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 like I said, we're not citizens of your your mirror. I don't know how that works. I mean, but, the, <laughs> but it seems to work with it. it but but from what I remember of last season, it does seem that seems to have what it bounds to with any uh like royal blood person. That's why it's actually like a good thing that he that technically Zeke doesn't have it because he wouldn't be able to actually use the power of the coordinate because he would be then bound by the king's promise slash like contract to not ever use that power. Mm, interesting. So if, if Aaron eats Zeke, I don't know if that would count under what if he would be counted under that as well well maybe what on the reason the only thing i would say possibly not is just potentially because aaron himself isn't a royal that's why i think maybe you get past that i mean Um, i mean like i said but that's like what i'm saying is like i think at the end of the day he's going to need him alive so i don't think he'll eat him but We'll but be, but but, but, but that's what I was saying. But what if what if Zeke is dying? Because like I said, if he's dying, we I don't mean, know if he, if he can use his powers if, with him if, dead. If he's dying, he's still alive. He's just not well. Correct. 100%. But then, that's but, if, but if he dies in the process, though, it can like am I, is he still going to be able to use his stuff? Like, does he need like I mean, does he if, have to be alive at all the time? Or like, once I activate the powers, I'm good to go. I don't need him anymore. I, well, I mean, from what it what I remember when he used it. Before and when he, he got the memories back after touching Historia, it seemed almost like it worked. The powers work instantly if the coordinate once you make contact with a living member of the royal family. So I, I don't know. I don't know. These are speculations. <laughs> yes, these are truly speculations because for once, this is a manga that McMillan did not read, everybody. So <laughs> we're truly speculating here. Um, I waited. I had enough. <laughs> I had enough things to keep me preoccupied. Um, but yeah, so I guess we'll just have to wait and see. But then, well, because because if that's the case, I just something has to happen within this next episode. I'm telling you, he's about, episodes to, he's about for, to let the chopper sing, and that's going to cause a distraction. He about well, to, well yeah. that part, <laughs> but then after that, there's got to be something dramatic enough, which is probably Zeke yelling, to make um, Armin transform into the Colossal Titan. Oh, you think Armin's going to get, uh, maybe? Yeah. I mean, eventually. I'm, I mean, this man ain't got that Colossal Titan for nothing. He's going to use it eventually. I mean, this is the last season of Attack on Titan. The Colossal Titan I mean, Titan yeah, he's, on, to, and, yeah, and I he's mean, only used it once, so. Yeah, so... It's gonna it's gonna come eventually. The question is when and why. Yeah, that's true. That's a big one. But yeah, stuff is getting stuff. Hey, stuff is moving. Stuff is getting exciting. We are here for it, obviously. With war, but um, <laughs> moving on long because we stayed on this longer than I expected. Um, the rating for this episode. Um, I'd give it like a six. Uh, not that it, nothing was bad or anything like that, but like you said, this kind of felt like a staging episode, and um, it was pretty like. Well, actually, I might do seven, only because like there was um, I'm teetering between a six and a seven, because it this this is very good setup, like what it what it uh, alluded to, like because we're even though the cliffhanger was, I I think. That it tried to sell us, they're like, oh man, Zeke got shot. He might be dead. I'm like, all right, no, that's not a thing. Well, well yeah. And he, <laughs> he, they did show us that he was still alive, but as he mentioned, that, you know, as long as he's still breathing, he could yell at any moment. So with that, that, that um, line right there made me think that, okay, yes, he's still alive, but he could be potentially dying at this moment. You know, and also they kept, they keep playing with the, um, what is it? The, uh, Oh, Armin and them working with Aaron and stuff like that. Like, that plot line is moving along and stuff. It's just, like I said, it, this felt like staging. Like, the only thing that felt, like, substantial outside of, like, Zeke appearing might have been, like, the stuff that was happening with uh, Falco and Gabby, which was more to just reflect that how much they have grown after being on Paradise Island, which was nice to see. But at the end of the day, we'll have to see what the ramifications are of that as we move forward through the series. So I agree. And no. I, I, I would have to probably give it like a six and a half, maybe. Pretty much took the words right out of my mouth. I think I'll give it like a seven as well. 
um, for all the reasons you just said as well. And then it's also for um, one, it's still fuck Gabby, but they, <laughs> Gabby had a little small redemption in this episode. Um, she came to Reiner's understanding when Reiner was basically trying to say, like, um, we don't even know those people over there on Paradise and stuff like that. And yet we went to attack them and yada, yada, this and da da that, which y'all should have thought about to begin with. But, um, you know, she as as Gabby came over here herself. You know, she got to meet some of the people that was over here. She understood that these are not, you know, demons over here. These are just regular people just like us. But yet we came over here to attack them anyways. And, you know, it's it's almost like she finally understood all the lies they'd be feeding her her whole life. It's like, her, you know, she had that um, epiphany, goddamn. Mm-hmm. And um, still fuck Gabby, but um, <laughs> she, <laughs> but she growing. That's but a- she growing as a person, though. But yeah, and th- that was a tackle time. But definitely, um, at least they did leave us with a lot of things we could theorize about, which we just yeah. did. Yeah. And um, it does definitely get us looking forward to the next episode. And you know, we're we'll, we'll gonna be here every Sunday, um, <laughs> just like that meme with the tackle Titan and David Slayer. I love you guys. <laughs> gonna be here every Sunday. Uh, moving on, and speaking of Demon Slayer, that's what we're moving on to next. Demon Slayer episode seven, and it was another banger. Just like last episode, episode episode six, episode seven was another banger. Yep. And you goddamn manga readers. I'm proud yeah, of y'all. What? what? Huh? You, I'm proud you of y'all. You didn't know it was two people? I'm so proud of y'all. I'm, was- I'm, I'm, round of applause for the manga readers. <laughs> round of applause for the manga readers. Because y'all kept this shit under wraps. I told you. Yeah, this I, I'm so I'm glad y'all did not spoil this. <laughs> y'all kept this under wraps because I was not ready for this episode. I'm just sitting here. So you know what? Let me let me take it through the the realm of Alex. Okay, all right. I'm just sitting here watching the episode, watching Nezuko pub stomp the shit out of Daki, and I'm just like, okay, some something's gotta happen because first <laughs> we we go from. Last episode to Tanjiro basically manhandling Daki, and then now to this episode where not Do- not only is Daki losing, she is getting straight whooped. I'm talking about she could not do nothing with Nezuko at all, point blank period. Nezuko was manhandling her ass, even to the point where I- I'm finna make up a new rank for her. Nezuko is a middle moon now. She's not a middle. lower moon. She's not an upper moon. She's a middle moon now. We're going to call it middle moon one. <laughs> <That's a call. laughs> because what the fuck? Why does, first of all, okay, yes, her, her blood technique was already fire as hell. But now you mean to tell me she can use her blood to keep her limbs from severing? Get the yes. fuck out of here, yes. Demon Slayer. What are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? Why? Why is, why is we making Nezuko pop off like this? I said I wanted to see her popped off, and she popped the I fuck thought, off. You, you asked for it. You got your wish. The monkey's paw has been cracked. <laughs> she popped off, and I was because even when like when I just no when I saw her get her head decapitated, I was like, damn, Nezuko gone. But then I was like, what? No, that can't be right. This is Nezuko. And then you know they show like you know the blood still connected to her head and everything. And I was like, what the fuck? Like this shit is crazy. <laughs> like this is wild. And it is it, it's just so fitting for Nezuko though because you no know, her blood demon arts um revolves around her blood. So it's it's just so fitting for her. And yeah. um so time for the perspective of a manga reader. When you watch the Nezuko beat give Doki the beat down, what was going through your mind? I was like, wow, they animated this beautifully. This is this is the hands. I was just like, so. I, I, the only thing I, I could say, uh, as a manga reader watching this, was like, this is this is basically everything I wanted to see when this art got animated. Was how good this looked, um, because it, it it's been a long time coming. Because you goddamn Rengoku simps, fuck y'all. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, no, it it was just satisfying to see that happen. And then the other thing we'll get to later on in this episode, but I have more to say about that as a person who knew it was about to happen because it was too niggas. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> we're getting there. But yeah, that that's just wild. But the whole time I'm thinking, all right, something's got to give because this is an upper six. Ain't no way she's going to go out like this. 
I, I, me personally, I wasn't expecting the second nigga. I thought Docky was finna power <laughs> the fuck up. That's what I thought was finna happen. But then, lo and behold, our boy Tengen finally gets to the real fight. He finally pulls up, and he, slay, he slap cuts her head off. Clean off. One move. To the point didn't, where- You didn't even realize it yeah, happened. happened. Yep, she didn't even realize that happened. She was like, huh? What you- Oh, oh shit. It, uh, <laughs> didn't even realize it happened. And once I saw that, that's also referring to me. I was like, wait a minute now. Is this is the same thing with Mugen Train? When I lo- although what I loved about that scene is that if you're getting caught up in the spectacle of what's happening, you know, you got Nezuko out here about to mur- was about to murder somebody. Tanjiro had to stop her. And then Tang is showing up and being like, get your sister under control. She's better than this, right? Mm-hmm. And you are not, and, and her head, Daki's head is completely in her hands at this point. And if you're not, and if you're getting caught up in all that spectacle, you're not thinking, why ain't her body disintegrating? Oh, no. I, I immediately saw that. Like, when as soon as her head fell to her ground, I was like, it's over with. But then, like, three seconds later, her body was still there. She was just but, still sitting there calmly holding it. And I was like, I, I said it before T- Tengen said it. I was like, why is her body not disintegrating? I think, but I was like, I think that's good because I feel like some people, though, like, probably got caught up in it. Yeah. Like, no, 100%. This is, Tengen, this is, this is hilarious. Like, the exchange of Tengen and uh, Wintanjo, he was like, get your sisters, stop being so flashy. I thought that was hilarious. But, like, if you're not. Paying attention, you'd be like, "Why the where? Why is Daki's body not disintegrating yet? What's yeah. happening?" But no, I, I caught on to that, and like I said, from, from that moment, is even when that moment happened, that's like, "Okay, this is it right here." I thought she was just gonna lose all hold, no bars, and just pop off, and like just go into some random. I thought she was gonna turn Super Saiyan two or some shit on her ass, <laughs> you know. But then here comes the reveal. Oh, she- I mean, she turned super. She, there, there were twos. There was a number two. It just wasn't super sad. You understand? And then here comes the reveal. Tengen mentions how Daki is weak and that she can't be the real upper six. And I was like, you know, you you might be on to something, Tengen, because, you know, first, you no. Know, Tanjiro was handling her butt, but then that was a little bit understandable because he got Tanjiro got the small little power boost from using sun breathing. So I was like, okay, but and he didn't fully just what? Well, I know I take that back. He kind of did technically fully take her over, and he probably would have cut her head off had he not started having heart palpitations. Um, so that that was that was my um that was my little number one flag number one. Like, okay, something's something's up here, and then get to today where. She just gets whooped straight, straight up by Nezuko. That was my number two flag, number two, and then my flag number three was when she got her head cut off. And I was like, okay, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on here? All right, I thought this was an upper six, and then like I said, I thought she was gonna just turn straight the fuck up, and then out of nowhere, reveal. There's two. It's two of these motherfuckers. It's two. It's two of these motherfuckers. They are. They are. They slash them. Not because they are non-binary, but because it's legitimately two niggas. <laughs> it's two of these motherfuckers, and I'm just like, okay. Here's the plot twist. Because like I, I wasn't expecting it. Like I said, I just thought Doki was just gonna turn up and transform again or something. But lo and behold, it's two of these niggas. And yeah. like I'm just so surprised that this did not get spoiled at all, at all. <laughs> like I just can't believe. I'm like I'm just so fucking proud of you, damn Mungarigas, that y'all held this one in y'all mouths. Like I'm, <laughs> I cannot believe it. It was obvious it was too nice. I cannot believe it. And lo and behold, <laughs> we see that her brother Giltaro is truly the, I guess. Well, you, you as you mind readers, you probably already know this, but what if, for whatever reason, he's the bee's knees. He's the real one. All right, he's the muscle behind the behind Daki. Well, I'll say. Well, I'll say this: they are uh, Tengen actually said in the episode that technically they're both the upper six. It's just this Correct. one is this one is the shit. He got it. He got <laughs> it. <laughs> this one got it. Okay, like this one was actually able to keep up and move with Tenga moves and stuff like that. He got it. And not only that, he also is a dual wielder. He got dual sides. Uh, what, so what, now is the battle of the dual wielders out here. It's true. And one thing I love probably about Giotaro's interest, so, or what his beef with Tenga, he was like, man, you look, you're, you're handsome. I, 
and everything. And then Tanya pops up. He's like, yeah, you know what? I got three wives. And Gil Turner was like, three wives? Oh, you got to go. You <laughs> got to go. That immediately minded me of Tanjiro. I'm like, he just like Tanjiro. And I know if Tanjiro was here, it would just be like that mean. He just like me for real. <laughs> Oh, you meant Zenetsu? Yeah, no, nah, I said Tanjiro. Yes, Zenetsu. I mean, yeah. thank you. Just like Zenetsu. <laughs> Just like me. He said, oh, you gotta go. I was like, man, that's a, that's some powerful ass haterade right there. But I understand. I understand. Yeah. Like, literally, when that, when that scene happened, I was like, this, if if Zenetsu was an evildoer, this would have been where he popped off at, too. <laughs> right here. <laughs> oh, you got three wives? There's no way. Thunder, thunder breathing. You got three wives. Like, what? Mm-hmm. But yes, I... Also, as a manga reader, because I know you wanted my perspective, this was also the way they revealed it. Really nice, really. I could not have asked for a better way because he popped off. Because the moment he came out, he he beat Ting his ass. Like, well, not beat his ass, but he, like he caught him off guard to the point where he got cut. They had a that that conversation they had right before they started fighting was golden. And then he you you see him use his blood demon art. And how he can manipulate his blood to basically like homing, like homing arrows, basically at people. And I was like, "This is such a subtle way to show how problematic this person is about to be." And I love <laughs> every second of it. This like, chaotic ass person. <laughs> I just like once he popped out, and I was like, "Yeah, this is fit to be a problem." Because now, not only. Doki herself was already a problem, even though she just got pumped stumped by Tanjiro like, and I think- Nezuko. But be that as it may, Tan- I don't think Tanjiro's in the state to use Sun Breather for very much longer at this point in the oh, battle. No, I don't think so. Um, I think he's he might be able to pull off like maybe one more move or something from Sun Breathing, but that whole little elongated Sun Breathing he was doing, I don't think he got that in him no more. Mm-mm. Um, and then two. As of right now, Nezuko has gone back to sleep, and I don't think it's in best interest for Tanjiro to wake her ass back up. Yeah, because I was to that's fight was, again. I mean, that's what I was trying to mention last time we were talking about Nezuko. I was like, you because you kept talking like, why can't she talk or why does she act the way she does? And I, it was uh, this episode served as a reminder: if she operates at full capacity and thought process as a demon, she'll get hungry, and that's not good for nobody. Obviously, like. We, she almost killed like three people this episode. I'm just surprised Tanja was able to hold her back without tussling with her a little bit. I think I think at the end of the day, the reason she's able, he's able, he was able to do it is because it, uh, Nezuko still recognizes him as her brother. Because so she's not trying to like fully trying to kill him at all times. But yeah, it, I mean, it was an impressive display. I'm I cannot wait for the rest of this episode we are we are at the part that i kept saying that people were going to be upset about when they found out that we had to sit through the uh the mugen train arc again (laughs) we are finally there and i agree definitely now we done got this reveal i'm just like why do we have to watch the mugen train again like i said before i think it would have been better if they would have just left the mugen train arc in this in the entertainment arc in this one season because think about it if we would have got to see not only two Hashiras, but two upper moons in the same season. That's lit. I, again, hey, you said two. It's three. <laughs> well, it's three. <laughs> there you go. Three upper moons. You you correct. You know, I'm hey, correct. You're right. It's, it's three of them. It's three of them, boy. <laughs> it's three of them. They came to play. It's just uh. wild. And just like, I am so ready for next episode because now this, we've been waiting. Tengen's been slowly showing off here and there, but this next episode should be the episode where we finally get to see Tengen pop off. Where we finally get to see his animation for his sound breathing. And if we do not see it next episode, we ride. We ride. I, I also, as a manga reader, would like to see what they pull out for his animation as a sound breather. We I, ride. I mean, the drawings are nice, guys, but there's only so much, you know, you want to see it. Because the way they do the breathing is so dynamic. I got to see what else they show off. So um, with that being said, I'll go into my rating of this episode. This was a eight, strong eight. Um, the, only, the only thing keeping it from being a nine is because probably like, this is just somewhat like more of a setup, but yeah, the, this, this was but, a, this was a setup episode. Yes, but correct. it was but it, the, it the was reason set. it kind of goes above like Attack on Titans one is because it was a surprise. It got that shock value in the way it did. It was great. It paid off because it like it like I said it 
Demon Slayer is known for anything. It's its action, it's comedy, and how it balances the two perfectly. And mm-hmm. it did it again this episode in a way that serviced this new character that we get. Because let me tell y'all something, Guillotaro is a fucking problem. <laughs> I, I don't feel like that's a spoiler because you can kind of see it already. I mean, you can see, you can listen, the way the man came out, you already know, like, okay, this is, this was the problem we was looking for right here. Because as Tengen mentioned, when he cut off, um, Doki's head, he was like, you know, you're not the one I'm looking for. You're too weak. And I'm just like, what? Excuse me? Like I, it, it just completely caught me off guard because I, I was not expecting two of them. I just thought well, Doki was just going to turn up. Here's the thing, because when I read this in the manga, I was also like, okay, I don't think necessarily that Doki isn't strong enough to be classified as an upper six because uh, she still gets, like, she still has the eyes and the title and stuff like that. It's just that th- this brand of Hashira and Muzan and even, like, as we saw with Akaza, these these are different Hashira than the ones that uh, that came before, the, obviously. Because Daki was we like, oh, different. Because Daki was like, oh, I've 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 taken out some, and she's just so confused when Tangan did that shit to her. Well, but well, then at the same time though, Tangan did sneak up on her. Well, not necessarily sneak up on her, but it was a surprise attack. And you know, with the speed of a Hashira, and you get a surprise attack in. You can they can they can do some stuff, and, and by his surprise, like he was able to smooth and smoothly clean cut her head off without any of us noticing. Yeah. So, um, that also had to play a factor into it. But even then, even even if it wasn't a surprise attack, like Tingan said, I think he still would have been able to handle Doki herself. I think mm-hmm. just Doki herself is not strong enough to fight Tingan. Yeah. yeah. But. Giotoro, on the other hand, as we saw, <laughs> he came to play, <laughs> which leads me into my rating. Um, I strong eight, um, strong eight, because it it had me guessing this episode. I'm I'm anime only, and like I said, this episode had me guessing from beginning to end because I was just thinking from beginning when she was getting pumped stomped by Nezuko, I'm just like, ain't no way, like something has to happen. Because we still got like five episodes left, and she's straight up getting pub pub stomped right now. This can't like this can't be it. Like something has to happen. <laughs> like, and I did not expect it to be two of these motherfuckers. Caught me all the way off guard. Even caught me all the way off guard to the fact that, like I said, I'm just surprised that this did not get spoiled at all. Like, I I'm just totally shocked that this not this just didn't get spoiled. And if it did get spoiled, I didn't see any other spoilers. Um, I said we, like I said, if there's anything I'm proud about the Demon Slayer community is that we keep our lip, we keep that shit under wraps. <laughs> y'all did a good job. Y'all did a good job. Like I, like I said at the beginning, I'm proud of you, manga readers. Y'all, <laughs> y'all did it. Y'all, uh, y'all let us have this satisfaction of not being spoiled and seeing this reveal because, like I, like I said, I, I was none the wiser this episode at all. I was just, just did not expect it. I was not ready. And here we are. The threat level has went up another notch. Cause even if, even if, um, Doki did transform instead of it being two of these guys, I don't think the threat level, unless they, unless the writer just would have made her crazy ridiculous with those bands. Um, I don't think the threat level would have been as high as. Two of these motherfuckers <laughs> now that we have. So it is now an S rank mission. <laughs> mm-hmm. So wow. It's wow. It's just it's just wild. I'm I'm oh I cannot wait till next week. I just cannot wait. But uh damn, 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 Demon Slayer, y'all done did it. But um <sighs> Case study Vanita said, don't forget about us though. Oh yeah, they came with the gas. Which we moved on was into a it, everybody. Whole bunch of gas. <laughs> so, um, as we said before, so this will be the first episode where we feature the case study Vanitas on this podcast. And if you have not watched it, um, part two of season one is just now airing. It came out this Friday on the what is this, the fourteenth. Um, so definitely go check it out. It is a, it's a, it's a, it's a good anime. I'm trying to see if it's technically classified as shonen. I think it is. Um, oh, I, man, or it, it might, might be, be like shonen like. It might be under that category. Um, if it is, guys, I swear we do not only watch shonen. It's just the stuff that 
we want to review just tends to be shown in <laughs> that correct. way, I guess. Correct, correct, correct. Um, For right now. Although I think... Oh, no, no, no. It does show up in Shonen Jump. I was about to say, I think Attack on Titan is sent in, but it technically shows in Shonen Jump. So I think. No, but no, I think Attack on Titan is technically shown in as well, even yeah. though it's not your normal... But, shonen, but I but think regardless, shonen. Um, but yeah, yeah, regardless, thank you. Venus is a pretty good show. Um, if you haven't watched it, please go do. If you if you don't know about it and you're still watching us, thank you. Uh, but basically, to give a brief synopsis before we get into like the second, because this is like the second half of the first season. Um, K Seven Venus is basically about this. Uh, these these two guys, one who is human named uh Vanitas, who inherited the blue book. Uh. Who inherit the book uh, from the vampire of the blue moon who had the same name and uses it to basically cure curse bears in spite of the old Vanitas who used it to curse vampires. Uh, there's the person who the, our other protagonist who is a vampire named Noi was sent to basically investigate Vanitas and learn from him by his teacher. Um, through this, they interact. They interact with multiple different vampires, other humans, and basically, right now, it's somewhat like kind of a mystery action anime because we're slowly uncovering one the past of Vanitas while Correct. also trying to figure out like what's happening within the vampire realm right now. Why there are so many cursed bears? Because uh, right now we're they're dealing with this um, enemy named Charlatan who is apparently spreading around the curses to these vampires. Is not and confirmed. It's, well, I think it has technically been confirmed. But um, yeah, yeah, we got Charlton around here running the muck. Mm-hmm. And, and there's other the stuff. Vampires. There's other stuff going on. But if we kind of went into that, we'd have to break down like the first half of the first season. But please yeah. go watch it. Like, yeah, it's I mean, really it, it's, it even they even get into like vampire politics and how they handle the humans and stuff like that. Like the vampires don't just strictly um, stay to themselves. They do mingle with humans and meddle with human affairs. Um, not to the point where they're like trying to take over humans, but they do. Like how a, they do have their, there is a vampire society also built in within human society as well. Yeah. And then on top of that, there's um, the Vatican or the church, if you will, that is out there trying to kill all vampires. Um, so there's another small antagonist that's um, also in the story as well. We have we got people from the church that's all showing up every now and then just to cause Vamp- havoc and stuff yeah, like that. And um, that, that's basically what they've been used for um, recently. There has been like small hints and stuff here and there that the church might be up to something else. Um, but as of right now, all we know is that the church is just really has been established to hunt and kill vampires. Mm-hmm. And yeah, but like Mimili said, it's, it's a good anime. Definitely give it a watch. Um, I don't think you'll regret it. It has, I think also, um, similar to Demon Slayer, Vanitas also does a good job with mixing their action and their comedy, even to yeah. the point where a lot of the comedy from um, Case Study Vanitas reminds me of um, how they do their um, shots and stuff from Dr. Stone. It just reminds me a lot of, of Dr. Stone's comedy. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. So if you're a fan of stuff like that, I'd definitely give it a, a thing. But um, to get basically into the episode, we uh, basically continue from where we left off. Slap we, now, we left off. Yeah, we are now in Gavender. Uh, if, I, if that's yeah, I believe that's the name of the country. And Venetus and Noi Gavadon. 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 It's it's French. I'm, we're probably not pronouncing it all the way correctly, but it's Gavadon. Because we're American, we apologize. <laughs> but um, <laughs> we uh basically meet back up with Venetus and Noi after the after they st- um. Get off the train. They're basically um, investigating the woods, trying to see if there's any um, signs of the beast uh, that they were looking for from last season. And um, almost immediately, Venice and no- Venice is just uh, talking basically shit to his two assistants, and Noah is like basically just going around looking at all like the new stuff. And eventually, they lose sight of him, and we get flung. I don't know how many years, I guess, into the past. And stuff is going crazy almost immediately. They, I, before you go in for the, once again, this was an episode was I was not expecting because I thought was going to get more of like a recap episode or like they said, more of like an investigation type episode. Um, But that was not the case. The pace for this episode was very fast. Like zero we, we, 
to a hundred almost immediately. We got immediately. We got the Gonfadon. They didn't even. They didn't even stop at the end to check in their stuff. Um, they mentioned it, but we didn't see that scene or nothing. It was just get the Gonfadon going and searching for the beast. Straight get to time skip. Not even time skip. Getting thrown into the past. I guess they're still technically time skip, but. What is I, what are we doing? <laughs> what are we doing? We hunting vampires and traveling through time. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing? Why are we? Because from the last season, we saw old girl, which her name is apparently is Chloe. Saw Chloe standing in the snow inside of Goblin Dawn, and then when we did get there, there was no snow or nothing. So I was confused. I was like, "Where the hell is all the snow?" And then out of nowhere, get thrown into the past. Okay. Um, they did mention there was a witch that was also in the woods, so it could be the witches doing that they ended up in the past or whatnot. Maybe, but maybe it's maybe the witch and the beast are the same people. I don't know. I am so confused right now. <laughs> All I know is that that case study of Anita's was like we ain't, we coming back swinging because they, and they came back swinging. Because immediately when they get flung into the into the past, lo and behold, here is the Beast of Gotham Dawn. Yep, just and murdering a battalion of people that they explained were like paladins from like King George the Eleventh, I believe it was. I don't even know it was King George. Don't quote him on that. It might not be King George. If it's not, then it wasn't, and I apologize. <laughs> it was some king though, and they got. Mark these humans and then Noi rightfully so yeah and this happened like right in front of Noi and then Noi kind of like was he like runs off and then he runs into Astolfo which is apparently a guy which is the guy we saw at the end of last episode, episode. Which, which who we also thought was a female yeah um but which also apparently don't call him that don't do it don't this is a bad idea because he just murdered humans in cold blood for just Calling him a girl, and then proceeded to try and stab and fight Noi. This I I someone did not hug that child enough. I <laughs> I, I I don't know what's going on. Yes, I, so like we said, zero to one hundred immediately. Like we got a paladin here wreaking havoc. Like I mentioned, how when they normally show up, they just show up to wreak havoc. We got one that showed up. I mean, now he's the, wreaking havoc. But like Noi pointed out. Astolfo is nothing like um, Ronaldo. Ronaldo is either oh, Ronaldo Roland, or Roland. Roland. One of Roland. the two. I think it is Roland. Yes. Um, he's nothing like Roland because Roland was like, "I can be reasoned with. You can talk to me. I'm here. I am here to protect people. I was here to kill vampires, but that's only because I thought they were all bad, and I know better." Astolfo is just like, "Oh, you a vampire? Word. Run them things. <laughs> run, <laughs> run, 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 me run the them fade. hands. Run them run, hands. Run the fade. How much is it? <laughs> we got this man over here running the muck, and then on top of that, now we have the beast here running the muck, and then Jean Jean is here. Why? I where what? the fuck did she so, come from? So I wanted to ask you this: Do you think that's current Jean or past Jean? Ah, well, it got to be past, not past. It got to be current Jean because she, she mentioned that. Him? Well, not well that, but she also mentioned that she failed to slay the beast in the past a long time ago. So I was oh, like, okay, right, this right. has to be current Jeanne. But my thing is, how the hell did she get there? Too? How does? How, well, no, well, we know. Well, we can assume if if I remember correctly, um, Ruthven did was was telling John about the beast of Gavendera at the end of last episode because we saw them together and it was in that um church. Because at the same time, when um, Dante was telling No Way about it, we got the scene with John A and Lord Ruthven in in, in some church or something. There's a lot of moving pieces. Um, So, Lord Ruthven could have sent her out there. That's probably what happened. Lord Ruthven sent her out there to investigate. That's true. But this whole time traveling thing is just so bizarre. Because it just came out of nowhere. Like, why have we been flown back into the past? For, For what reason? And... On top of that, we have got the Paladin, we got the Beast, and this now we have Charlington who's here, also running the muck. It's they just threw everything okay. at us this episode. Everything plus the kitchen sink. Because not only like like A said, Charlton shows up after Jean Ape appears and saves Janitas and Noise out there dealing with Astolfo. Charlton pulls them all into like this 
clown-like dark world type thing. We've and, seen it before, which we've yeah, seen yeah, before. Yeah, yeah, we've seen it before. And uh, we get, we uh, taunts Astolfo about his family and his brother. Like, we got a whole bunch of character stuff um, this episode. And then uh, right before, and then Astolfo goes on a rampage, basically, like, yelling, shut up, shut up. You know how anime characters be. And slicing up these clowns. And then he runs basically into Jean and Vanitas. Um, and they have a little thing where he's trying to hurt them, but it's almost like John handles him pretty quickly. And then after that, Vanitas is like, I'm going to get us out of here. Pulls out the book. <laughs> the book get somebody somewhere throws, some, throws like a knife and it hits the book, severing it from its chain. And then it's it falls outside of Charlatan's like dark world thing, and we see Noi who got knocked out when a sofa went on his rampage, with, uh, well we now who we got to finally know her name, this girl Chloe, and it seems like her butler who picked up the book, and he's like, we gotta go back to the castle, and she's like, oh we're gonna, I'm I'm bringing him with me. All right, it's a lot. It's it's listen. It's a lot going on. <laughs> We've been flung into the past. A paladin, the beast, and charlatan is all here. Um, Vanitas has now lost the book, and not not only the book. Now he also lost Noe, little dumbass. From well, <laughs> he sent him off to fight the beast, but lost Noe as well. So there's two problems now. And then on top of that, not only he's lost, he might be technically or positive or potentially, that's what I'm looking for. He might be potentially captured as well, because as McMillan just mentioned, he ended up with Chloe and her, we're just going to call him the butler because we don't know who the fuck it is right now. That's what he looked like he was wearing. Um, And her butler. And they're going to take him to presumably presumably they're going to take him to that big ass castle we saw in the background um so it's just a lot going on if you ask me right now as the person technically i'm supposed to have these answers because i'm a podcast i don't know where the fuck this is going (laughs) i'm 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 excited for the ride though Uh, the only theory i can have that i think might happen is that i know vanitas and jean are probably going to work together to get noi back Somehow, Astolfo is going to get roped into that. Some way, somehow, I feel like. But other than that, I don't know what else could happen besides maybe Noe getting sympathy for this Chloe girl because she might end up taking care of him at her castle. And then, lo and behold, Chloe is the... If she's not the beast, she's the witch. And the beast well, is her brother. Jean, Jean, Jean did mention that when she was fighting the beast, she was like, Chloe, I know it's you. Oh, okay. So that, that either means that I Chloe mean, is the psych- beast or she was controlling the beast. Yeah, I was about to say, she, that could psych us out, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's one of the two. She was either she was the beast or she's controlling the beast. Because who's know what if, what if the butler is the beast? That's what I said. That's what I was like. That's what I'm thinking. I think the butler might be the beast or the one of the... The the butler's the beast and she's and she's the witch or the butler's like the the witch and she's the beast. Either or <laughs> something is something is going on and they're working with the in one of the and the beast of Gavendor drinking amok as well as the Astolfo is a problem. Look, Vanilla said we putting everything out in the kitchen table. We, yeah. we throwing the kitchen sink plus plus this kitchen table. All right, <laughs> and, and then we also know something is going on because they um also mentioned that the beast was like in hiding and, and whatnot for like a certain amount of years. Like they haven't, there hasn't been a sighting for the beast in a long time, and then all of a sudden for the beast to just pop back up, all of a sudden something's going on. Some somebody's making some moves. Um, what moves we don't know. So now we got the vampires. We got Charlatan and the Paladins, and now we got this other faction who may or may not be vampires. We don't know yet, but it's it's just a lot going on in this episode. They threw, like yeah, I, I said, they threw the whole kitchen sink at us this episode. Like technically, they're supposed to be investigating if this beast is a cursed vampire. It seems like it so far, but I'm wondering with that in mind because, like, the first season we got a whole, the first half of the first season we got a whole bunch of like the focus is cursed vampires and mm-hmm. this one i i feel like i feel like the later the later half of this season is just going to be focused per- permanently focused on the beast chloe and like this mysterious butler because yeah, it's just 
I, the amount of shit that was given to us in the span of twenty five minutes, <laughs> I don't, I don't know how that's not going to be it for this season. Because yeah. goddamn, is <laughs> we're going to be dealing with Chloe and the Butler along with Charlton and whatever she got planned as well? Because we know Charlton has something planned because when we left last season, we saw Charlton with Chloe. Oh, yep. So we know that she has made contact with Chloe already. But we don't know, as we just mentioned, if Chloe is a vampire, if she is the beast, or if she's the witch. We don't know. We don't know what the hell's going on. Um, we're here. It's we're just exci- here. It's exciting. <laughs> it's so, exciting. Th- so it's, it's a lot of mystery stuff going on right now. As McBilly mentioned earlier, this is this is a mystery anime as well, also with um action in it. Um, just yeah, just. A lot of stuff to go on because we don't even know if Vanitas and the rest, Vanitas, um, Astolfo, and Jeanne made it out of Charlatan's little mystery world because they still could be stuck. Oh, in yeah, there. no, because the last, last, like I said, last thing we see in this episode is legit uh, Chloe and her butler t- discussing bringing Noi back to their castle. Correct. And then, and so it's like if they are still stuck in there, how are they going to get out? Because yeah. now he doesn't have the book. So. Mm. What the hell are they going to do without the book to get out of this realm? And then on top of that, if they are still stuck in there, then that's bad news for Jeanne because she could potentially go on a rampage now due to Charlatan. Yep, because as far as we know, Jeanne may or may not be cursed in some way, shape, or form based on you know her her bloodlust that she has uh, expressed from last season. There's a lot. There's the ticket time bomb, and I'm here for it. I'm here for all of this. And this is only this the first episode, only of, the first of, episode. The, of part two. This is, can, this is just the first episode. We can hopefully only go up for me. <laughs> <laughs> it just threw so much at us. This episode is wild. It's wild. But um, I I got to at least give this an eight. Um, like I said, I was not expecting none of this this episode. We literally went from zero to 100 this episode out of nowhere. And then on top of that, they even added in another aspect that I wasn't ready for time traveling. Where the hell did time traveling come from? Why are we time traveling right now? Who knows? But we're here. We got this mysterious aspect of we don't know who Chloe and her butler is. Is she the witch? Is she the beast? We don't know what's going on. Charlatan's here. What the hell does Charlatan have planned? We know she already made contact with Chloe. So she has something to do with that as well. Or she has some plan for Chloe one way, one form or another. It's just a lot going on right now. And then on top of that, we still have to deal with the Beast. Whether it be Chloe or her butler or even just somebody else completely that we don't even know about yet. We just don't know. It's just a lot of stuff they threw at us this first episode. Yeah. I I agree basically with Ace's rating. It's it's a strong eight. A very strong eight. Like, even though... It sound I, I, maybe the way I explained it may have sounded like slightly overwhelming. The way they the way it carries out is very like it's nice, but it is a lot. Like I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you and tell you it's not like very like like someone fired a gun like it just rips. Yeah, no, because it just went from one step to the next. It yeah, was just in sequence. Like, it, boom, it, boom, boom. It's insane, but I am very interested to see how this all plays out. Because even the way they time-traveled, I was almost like, is this time travel? Did they get transported to a different world, almost? Like a pocket dimension? Because the effect that plays is very interesting as well. Like It's like gears turning. And then you all of a what? sudden, it goes from no snow in this uh, forest I didn't think to about a snowy that. forest. So, so I didn't I'm saying. think about that. It so could be a little pocket dimension. But, little, but at I, least from the right, stuff that they, they showed, showed us, us, it made it seem like they went back in time. Though. Exactly. But there's so much going on in this episode, and I love how it sprinkles in even more. So, like through like uh, like I said, Charlatan's taunting, we get to know more about Astolfo very quickly, and I feel like that was a good way of introducing a character, um, and giving him stake in this whole thing. I I thought that was pretty good. Cause, cause now that you mentioned it. We already know that separate dimensions exist because the vampire world is in another dimension. So this could be like a little pocket dimension. Is I'm goddamn million. <laughs> I I come with the theories sometimes, guys. I come with the theories. It's it's crazy, but it, this is a definitely it was definitely a good episode. Um, and I really hope 
it goes nothing but up from here. As a person who has not had any, who had like no idea what this series was until I watched the first, until I watched the first half of the first season, I'm yeah. really excited to see where this is going to go. Yeah. Once again, this was a, this was another one of those episodes where we just randomly find us, just find the stuff to watch, picked it and saw it, read the synopsis, picked it up and it turned out to be, turned out to be good. Um, I would highly suggest doing that guys. You might find some hidden gems every day or just every once in a while. Sometimes you find some bad shows. Don't, don't get me wrong. There is some bad ones out there, but then sometimes you find some gems that everybody may, may not be talking about yet. Um, and I would like to think that Vinitas is one of them because it's, it's definitely good in my opinion. Um, so hopefully for you the can agree that, or disagree, but yeah. I think it's a, a decent ass anime. Yeah, so hopefully for the, our viewers, uh, even seeing that we put that we put this on our lineup, hopefully that has inspired you to at least check it out if you had correct. Before. Yeah, our, our our plan with our lineups is to at least choose one anime that's not in the mainstream, sort of say, um, just to kind of shine some light on it, just so we're not touching on all mainstream things. Because who likes that? No, no, nobody want to talk about all mainstream all the time. Mm-hmm. But um, so we it, so every lineup there will at least be one like non mainstream anime that we're gonna discuss for the season. And um, whether case a case study of Adidas does have like a little following behind it, I would not consider it mainstream. Yeah, know? it's not. In my opinion, it's not one. It, when I watch, when I go online, I don't see a lot of people talking about it as fervently as say Demon Slayer AOT. So Correct. I feel like to me that's like. It's it's not A tier. It's probably like C or B, if anything. So it's a. I feel like people who know about it know about it, but it's not like one of those things. It's like everyone's ranting and raving for it, but it is very good. Correct. Even like one of the things that people come to love about the show is just the interactions between Noe and Vanitas, Um, because you know we start off thinking that Vanitas. You know, from what he was showing us, it was like he really doesn't care about vampires or just people in general. He just kind of be like this nonchalant guy that's just going about just doing whatever the hell he wants. But then, you know, you come to find out that he actually did did build some kind of trust and liking towards No Way at first. Because at first he couldn't stand No Way. He probably still can't stand him to this point. But he's he got to the point where, like I said, he does have some sort of respect for him and he does tolerate him now yeah. more than what he did at the beginning. And just like I said, just the interactions between those two is just hilarious and funny to see at times because they're, they're both characters in their own rights. No way is like this klutz that just wanders around and does whatever the hell he wants. <laughs> and then Vanitas is just this ego, egotistical guy who's just... Yeah, but carries his carries his personality on his chest. Like Vanitas will let you know how he feels at all times. He's not scared of nobody mm-hmm. or nothing. And I just think the dynamic between them two fits very well. Yeah, no, there and also like I, there's so much more to their characters than just that. So, but um, yeah, that was that's that was our uh, anyways, guys. Are you got anything yeah. else to start with? Um, other than. Um, just like, like I, I want to mention again that we will be putting out a special episode of our sleeper hits for the fall 2021 anime season. Um, as well as be looking on the lookout for some more special episodes coming in the future. We got some stuff in the, in the, um, in the works lined up, lined up, but the first one should, unless something crazy happens, the first, the next one should be the fall 2021, um, sleeper hits. Um, if something does change, you can make sure to check out our social media and we will let you know. But, you know, that's the that's that's the plan for now. Other than that, I don't think there's any anime news that I had to talk about because I don't think there was any. There oh, haven't was, been any new announcements that I can think of unless you got something. Uh, there was one thing that I saw earlier today. Um, IGN posted about it, but apparently there's going to be a Demon Slayer live stream event um coming next week or so um we'll Interesting. be sure we'll be sure to put the stuff about that in our in our video description as well as uh on our uh, streaming service oh. description no i do um, have one more thing i'll let you finish and, the, but there, apparently there's like supposed to be it's supposed to be announcing two big things coming uh some people are hoping for another movie announcement uh Others are just like I want. Uh, probably hoping like tease. Maybe we'll get the next arc sooner than we 
first imagined. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah, something's coming for Demon Slayer in the in the next coming week. So okay. Be on the lookout for that. No, one thing I do have one more thing to mention. So some of you may or may not know that the Crunchyroll Anime Awards are coming up here slowly but surely. They're gonna be it's February sometime in February. I think it's like February the ninth. I'm not sure the exact date. But we plan on doing our first live stream for the and to react to the Crunchyroll Anime Awards. So definitely be on the lookout for that. Um we're in the process right. of getting make sure we got stuff set up for that. Um we have not live streamed before, so hopefully we don't mess, we don't up. mess stuff <laughs> up. <laughs> That's going to be our first live stream. And then eventually we do want to kind of transition to doing our regular episodes, live streaming them as well. They'll still go up as regular videos as well after that. But we kind of do want to transition into doing live stream as well because McMillian mentioned it earlier, but I don't think we mentioned it on the podcast. The kind, the kind of the hope and the goal for this podcast is kind of like – you know, with with the your friends that when you know when you watch the episodes, you come and watch the episodes together. After you watch the episodes, you know, go and discuss them together. After you see the episodes and stuff like that, mm-hmm. so that's the kind of the hope that we want to go for it. So eventually, we do want to move towards live streaming. Hopefully, once we see how the our live stream with the Crunchyroll Animation Awards and stuff goes, if that goes smoothly, we might transition a little bit faster than later. But um, eventually, that transition will happen. Yep. Um, with that being said, guys, uh, thank you for watching slash listening. As always, you can find us uh, more information on our social media, such as at Gurren Otakus on Twitter or at Gurren Otaku Council on Instagram. Um, please do consider subscribing to the channel as well, as well as following us on the audio streaming platforms. Um, with that being said, the meeting is now adjourned. Peace, everyone. Thank you for watching. Peace. Peace.